0: We're Suze and Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years, and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life.
1: We've each made a list of 40 things to try, and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. All right. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome back to 40 Things at 40, episode two. You know, uh, it's not done yet, but we're in the process of starting it, so we're off to a good start. My name is Meggie Wren. I'm one half of the 40 Things at 40 group who started uh, this podcast, this page, this initiative. We really wanted to do it with me, uh, as always, as my partner in crime. I'll let her introduce herself.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Susan Shepley, and I've been working with Meg over the last year and a bit on 40 things at 40. Thanks for joining us.
1: Awesome. All right. And if you hear me refer to her as Suze, uh, that's because that is her nickname. And uh, I will always call calling her Susan feels strange and foreign to me. Uh, Not that it's it is your name, but it's just not the name that I use. I'm a big fan of nicknames. I think that's a value. I I almost always have a nice one. i mean i almost always ask if i'm working with a stephanie i always ask can i call you steph i don't know why it's just it's a thing with me that i like to call people or develop nicknames and then use those nicknames forever it's a bit of a thing it's a bit of a thing with meg
0: it's kind of i guess it's a way of like developing some closeness right and building the relationship that's i'm probably
1: trying to woo them that's actually now that i think about it i'm trying to create relationship and connection and something that we share together but yeah I love a I love a good nickname um well right. I have to tell you sues is one I just have to
0: point this yeah. out yeah. sues is one that everyone prior to 2005 that I've had in my life calls me sues and anyone after 2005 calls me susan it's a very weird and interesting thing but I what? always feel more comfortable being called sues
1: That's what I was going to ask, because I mean, I don't want to be the jerk here who's calling you Suze for all these years. And you're like, actually, I really hate it. Now's the opportunity to air it. So if I've been calling you by the wrong name for 20 plus years, please tell me so I can adjust my behavior and expect in one to two years, I'll get it right. We're good. Where's that? Okay. So people can call. Would it be weird for you to have like senior leadership of where you work call you Suze?
0: probably
1: yes
0: (laughs) but I find with newer friends it's always awkward to have them call me Susan and not Suze but at a certain point I mean I'm just not gonna say that so it's fine
1: here's something I I did totally unrelated but so as you know my name is Megan uh, but everybody generally has called me Meg my family calls me Meg Um, I usually introduce myself as Megan, but then quickly adopt Meg over time. And you know what I've done now is now I just introduce myself as Meg. So I put on my business cards, uh, not that I have many or opportunities to use them anymore, but the ones I do have say Meg Uren, not Megan. And my email is very confusing because it's Megan, but I think I made the request that it be meg but then they have certain policies about shortening nicknames but i'm trying to embrace like i prefer to be called that why don't i just put it out there so something to think about if you want to know if you want to make the move ever to something you can you can introduce yourself as Suze. although Suze is a nickname it might throw them off initially until they get to know the susan part now that i think about it
0: yeah the mysterious part of me or the part of me that likes to think i'm mysterious enjoys only certain people being able to call fair answers, and you're, to be honest
1: you are very mysterious in the best way oh indeed <laughs> so, Probably. not really at all you aren't you have many layers I learn new things about you all the time you're a beautiful beautiful onion and I just peel back the layers one by <laughs> one and find new parts of you that I enjoy and I like all of them just so you know thanks Meg So we thought this week we'd talk about some items from last year, you know, on our first episode was kind of introducing broad strokes. And then we thought this time, let's talk about some of the things we crossed off our list in 2020, but maybe go into a little bit more detail about what were they, why did we put them on our list? How did the, you know, crossing them off go? So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to start with you, Suze. What's one thing from your list, something you did last year that was on there, why did you pick it? What was it? Um, what was the why did you to think about doing that particular item?
0: Sure, so I'll tell you two that for me really were interrelated. Um, I decided that I really wanted to pursue a credential without having to. Go back to school and do a phd which i've talked about over the years doing yeah. and maybe one day i will but i wanted something fun and i wanted something a little different that wasn't going to be a huge time commitment but would be kind of cool and interesting so i decided to pursue my certification as a private investigator in the province of ontario where we live And I've had a lot of fun with it. And I have to tell you, I actually haven't even written the test because COVID got in the way, but I was able to for an online course and learn about doing PI work in Ontario. So it was really cool. You know, my professional background is I'm a research librarian. I have now moved into a management role, but I've been a librarian for, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. So the PI thing ties in with my love of research, digging for facts, finding out interesting information about people and things and projects and it just sounds cool i mean i played carmen san diego as a kid for hours on end i always thought carmen san diego i was
1: love like
0: this the yeah did were you a carmen san diego
1: fan yes 100 like i feel like it aired on YTV, um which oh. is, is exclusively geared towards like 9 to 15 year olds and i remember where in the world is carmen san diego of course um yes. where it was like a quiz show type one But yeah, I mean, I was into it. I did not play it. I'm sad that I didn't. I think that's an opportunity missed, but I can 100% picture little Susan Shepley in her backyard with like- Oh, I had a
0: detective club. Oh, Other kids had babysitting clubs. I had a detective club with my sweet little friend, David, growing up. Um, He basically like watched our neighbors and took copious notes about what was going on in the neighborhood. And I played the computer game, um, Carmen Diego, And uh, for a long time, when I went to school to do my um, master's in information studies, I thought that I'd work for CSIS and be a librarian for really? CSIS about, you know, different movements around the world. Obviously, I'm interested in history and politics. So I always thought that would be kind of cool. And I actually went to school for someone that I think works for CSIS, but she can't say, right? It's very top secret. Um, So anyways, I'm pursuing still this certification as a PI. And then I'm also combining it with one of the other items on my list, which is to have a profitable side hustle. And I've had different um, you know, like little businesses over the years. I've had a tarot business, I've yep. done a pop up clothing shop, I've done consulting work for friends who are starting businesses. And I really wanted to expand that. So last year, I started working on my business, which is called Second Sight Research and Creative. And I do workshops for entrepreneurship centers, including at Laureate, the Lazaridis School of Business and I'm taking clients so those two things combined um have been a lot of fun and have a lot of meaning to me so
1: those were my two from last year what about you well I was gonna, I want to ask I want to ask you oh that. ask me I have okay. questions I have questions about this because yeah. I mean <clears throat> we've talked about Carmen San Diego and your love <laughs> of researching and I would say amateurly during our university years, we also watched our neighbors diligently and, and for like, we had a lot of theories, especially if one has across the street with a, with a bad yes. uh, grow up, we think, um, and the, the there fire. Was a,
0: there was a little bad, yeah, there was some stuff. There was also my university crush, um, tended to spend a lot of time there, yeah, which did. seemed out of character, but we learned some things sitting on our porch.
1: Yeah, we did really take. So, I mean, it started as an, an amateur um, interest in watching and recording. We can't be alone. Other people must notice. I'm sure during COVID, too, we've all learned a lot about our neighbors and the people who live around us because we literally have nothing else to do. We're just home all the time. Yes, uh, it's true. Working on that kind of stuff. But do you think pursuing lo- like the, the route that you did, the consulting and the research So it aligns really nicely to what you do, but I don't know much about that sector or that industry. So it's a lot of consulting, or you work for the Canadian government doing like detailed research, or you work for company specific doing their industry research. Is that pretty much what you're into? So there's like
0: a bit of a a bit of a mix, either doing the research, the original research, or I really enjoy working with people um, who are building businesses to understand how they can. I guess, tap into the trends in their market. Uh, understand their competitors better, their industry better, so they can really find sort of that sweet spot where they can make a mark in their industry and do just really cool things with their business. So I like both the research, but then the analysis of the research so people can actually mm. put it to use. But, and it's just fun. I oh, love fun. big ideas, right? It's just a yeah. good time.
1: I love it. Yeah. Well, when you're a successful uh, entrepreneur with your established consultancy business. We can say um, the roots of it were discussed and rooted in Carmen San Diego, which is great. Totally. You know it. Um, yeah. I love it. What about you? What
0: stuck
1: out from your
0: list last year?
1: There were lots. I mean, there I mentioned a few, but I wanted to focus on ones that I did. So one thing I had on my list was to do a wine tasting. Um, so, like a full caveat, like I find wine t- tasting and that culture to be a little pretentious. And as you know, I tend to shy away from things that I see as elitist because I just yes. reject them on principle. I think it's my rural roots. Like when you have <laughs> country roots, you innately reject things you see as like pretentious or elitist. And I had sort of in my head, but wine tasting now is like very trendy. Um, <clears throat> maybe it's our age bracket, but lots of people going to vineyards. Uh, I like booze, as you know, uh, I miss um, <laughs> Step one. Enjoy. Step one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I miss Remembering Meg. you were like a wine drinker as long Amen. as I've known you. I know not on your th- no. list. No,
1: if I like, if I'm going out to order a drink for myself, I walk up to the bar nine times out of 10, I'm going to order beer. That's just, that's, I'm a beer drinker, always have been university. It was so much easier not having to go to the bar and just go to the bucket lady in the corner um, who would sell it really off off to the side. Right. That was, she was my girl. So um, that's what I prefer. But as I've gotten older, I just grew up drinking wine. That sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Family functions, holidays, Thanksgiving, you know, you'd be a kid, you'd get a small glass of wine. I certainly remember, you know, parents drinking it. Like, but I grew up with it, but it wasn't really for me so much. I would just generally stick with beer. And then over the last like five to six years, I can, I can, I wouldn't necessarily buy, uh, I'm not that person. I'm not buying a bottle of wine it's not sitting in my fridge and I'm not having it with dinner. That's very classy and that's not me. But <laughs> if I'm going to somebody's house and they offer me wine, then I can get drinking. and I can get into it. So I'm kind of, you know, uh, a little bit peer pressured into it, but in a, in a positive way. And so I wanted to push through this like mental block I had of wine tastings elitist only, um, you know, people who, who are full of themselves drink it, which I know is not true. So that's why I put it on my list because I was like, I can enjoy wine. I do enjoy wine. Maybe it might be nice to broaden my horizons and things and um, I could take a lot away from it. So it was tough because a wine tasting is, you know, usually you go out to do, right? You go to a vineyard with a group of people, mm. you set it up, they take you through it. And we couldn't do that with COVID. So my lovely friend, Rick, who is just uh, a real gem in and of itself he took the lead with my other friends from work and they arranged it for my 40th birthday. So what he did was he went to one of his favorite vineyards, secured three bottles. Um, and then people who wanted to opt in, opted in. And then for other people, um, they, they had whatever, but I think a lot of people had the three bottles of wine. So then they dropped it off on my birthday with a list of the three wines, what they were known for. And then we had this like Epic long, evening where from about seven o'clock till midnight we sat in front of the computer because it was in May of uh, 2020. We couldn't go anywhere. And we drank bottles of wine and we had other drinks and we played music and it gets fuzzy around like 11 o'clock. But I know that we went to bed shortly after 1230 and I had a lovely, lovely time. Um And I remember the only part that threw me is when I would drink it and they'd say, Meg, what are you noticing? And you know, the hints of, I was like, it tastes like wine. I don't have a well-established palate. <laughs> you weren't,
0: You weren't feeling hints of chocolate and notes of raspberry or
1: anything like that and maybe it's something you can do de- I'm sure it's something you can develop I, I, I just think I would score very low on it in terms of picking up notes of things I know if I like it or I don't you know that's about the extent right and in terms of
0: enjoyment and enthusiasm yeah you would be very high yeah. now did Rick lead the like was there a discussion a little bit yeah wine discussing it's I don't even know I see I would okay. love to learn from- too it was
1: a bouquet yes yeah Yeah, he did so we we had everything set up uh plastic cups so we didn't uh uh, (laughs) run into any issues and we would open up the wine and then try to smell it and swirl it around in the class a little bit and then we joked a lot i mean it was a little bit different doing it virtually but we did we went through the whole experience and then had small sips and um tried to, tried to note what I tasted or whether I liked it or not. And some I liked more than others, but it was lovely. And if anything, I think it's like challenging those notions we have in our head about what something is uh, because it's, it's very rarely true. I think it's our own, maybe my own sense of how polished I am or how classy I am it's probably more a reflection of that but I certainly would do it again I would and I can see myself being someone I enjoy it a lot more I drink it a lot more I'm still not at the point where I'm you know having a glass in the evening but then again I don't actually really drink much during the week if it's on my own I'm more of a social drinker if I'm Mm going to have some it's going to be with a group of people or it's on a patio in the summertime which I'm really looking forward to hopefully doing Oh yes, it's coming.
0: And you know what I love, Megan, is you connected it back to the things that are important to you. So having community to share the experience with, having some laughs. You know, you weren't drinking out of fancy flutes; you were using plastic cups. Like, true. Out of it, having a laugh and learning, but it's really more about the fun and being together. So you made it your own, which I think is really cool.
1: And I was so, so thank you, my sweet friend. And I was so, so lucky to have people who wanted to help me and, and wanted, did a lot of things and spent a lot of time and effort to make it happen. And I was so grateful. It was a lovely, lovely 40th birthday. Um, even though it was a tough year, I, I had just as much fun. I think had we been able to do anything in person. So I'm really grateful to him for that. That's awesome. I love that one. Okay. What about for you? What's next on something you did in oh.
0: 2020? um in 2020 i mean those were two of my big ones i started the year playing the drums i knew that i really wanted to play the drums right I rage against the machine uh, big fan so we went to my friend sarah and her husband mike they had a new year's party to ring in 2020 who knew what was gonna happen who knew Has a drum set and i wailed away on the drums he gave me a little mini lesson their kids, uh, it was in the spare room where the drum set is, they jumped on the bed while I played, so I felt like I had an uh, audience, and you know, it was hilarious to me because Mike in university used to download Metallica songs from Napster onto my computer, Napster, yes. do you remember when Metallica just was like losing it over, over it people down- streaming their music? Yeah. I got a takedown notice from Metallica threatening to sue me so it was like a full circle moment that Mike was teaching me how to play the drums um, coming into my 40th year so that was a real fun one um one that we both you know had planned on last year but we weren't able to experience was our girls trip we were going to go to New Orleans yeah so that was when, you know, lots of excitement in the planning. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make it, but maybe we can share a bit about how that trip came to be and we'll get to it, you know, we'll get there.
1: It's, I 100% believe we will. It's such a tragedy in the sense that we don't often travel en masse, the group of us. So over the 20 years we've been friends, we've had, we've de- you and I have probably traveled together the most and for other people either it didn't suit the timing or the finances or something else was happening in their lives that prevented them so we have traveled together to boston for saint patrick's day we've been to chicago together we've been Mm -hmm. to you came to ireland when i lived in ireland for saint patty's day so we were in dublin and traveling around there Mm -hmm. um and then we talked a few years ago i'm sure most people are in the same way if you have a group of girlfriends you've known for a long time different cities kids family work commitments trying to find a time and a date you have to literally start planning a year to 2 years out to say who's in where would we want to go so we started when I think we were 38 and we said okay let's take a trip together just as girls where we want to go we quickly established that we wanted to go to New Orleans because uh, I've never been you I don't think you've been either I no don't think-
0: i've never been either no
1: I've never been, I think I don't think any of us had gone before. Lots of people had recommended it. So we booked flights um, for over the May 2-4 weekend. We were going to kind of do an extended four days, I think, um, in New Orleans. We had booked our Airbnb. We were all set to go end of May in 2020. And then of course, COVID hit. But I, I love the fact that we still took the time and the energy to recognize that spending time with each other is just so important. And we have so much shared history. I mean, I love it. I, as much as it is traveling with six adult women can be stressful because people have preferences and, uh, things because we all care about certain things more than others, but I was still really excited for the experience of it and bummed. And now it's a matter of trying to figure out when or how or if a trip I mean will we travel again together yes we will what that will look like when that will happen I don't know I think it's sort of up in the air mm-hmm. now I'd sort of hoped we could do it in 2022 but I've got some pretty big plans in 2022 and so it just gives us a more, a more a more a uh, more tight timeline in terms of what I can pull off
0: mm-hmm. but, yeah I'm looking- Forward to you know when we can all go away together and it might look a little different and and that'll that'll be okay we'll figure it out um it was sort of neat when we were planning like you say because we all run our own lives we have our own families careers so everybody has their preferences too in the way we travel but it was fun when we were planning for new orleans we found a place where everyone would have their own queen size bed to which is important in. to us that was huge yeah Um, We each shared some of the things we wanted to check out. Some people were interested, some people weren't. I think as you age, there's this recognition that it's okay. We don't all have to do exactly the same thing together. People can go off in ones and twos and threes and, and that's okay because it's really about coming back at the end of the day and having those moments of shared time together and laughter and sharing and um, you know when you're younger in your friendships you're kind of joined at the hip all the time um, and that yeah. evolves and you have space between you and I was quite excited to see what that would look like when we traveled, but we'll get there
1: again you're right the only thing I think we were all really enthusiastic about was a ghost tour we did one in yes. Boston you me and Alicia did one in Boston and it was just so amazing um, and we wanted to go back and, and do that but um yeah it's it's important right because you wear different hats to different people so i'm a mother i'm a wife but i'm also a friend and an autonomous independent person and it's important that i have lots of different outlets to connect and express myself in different ways because i'm different with different people and it's just really important for us as we i think have life commitments to make sure we're really prioritizing some time together even if it's an afternoon or an evening we do pretty good we usually try to do every couple of months we try to get together lately it's just been over zoom obviously and that's it, i just get zoom fatigue after a while but i'm i'm looking forward to more face-to-face time hopefully in the coming year
0: yes me too sitting in a backyard for hours catching up chatting and yep. that is what I'm most looking forward to yep. when we're able to be out and about again me too. lots of good things planned well meg i mean what's coming for us? Where where do we see taking the podcast next from here?
1: I think so. We've, we've talked about, I mean, obviously touching on things from our list. Why are they important? Why did we put them there? What experiences are we hoping to have as part of it? I think we're planning on reaching out to a couple of our friends and family who either did partial lists or um, were initially involved to kind of ask them their perspective on, turning 40. So I think we're kind of open-ended at this point. We're hoping to talk to people who are turning 40 or or coming up and want to kind of share what they're thinking and feeling at this point, or um, maybe thinking about what's unique about this time period. So just kind of sharing that. And then also just some of the adventures that we're hoping to have. I mean, I am determined that this year I'm going to fire that t-shirt cannon. It's been on my list. Uh, I made it through two rounds of it. It's just the idea of firing t-shirts into crowds of people or maybe in this case spread out socially distanced mass wearing crowds feels right to me so I want to I want to see it's if this is the it's happening so <laughs> lots of people it's funny to put that one out there and people like I know a guy who has a t-shirt and like it's happening so yeah I think uh, there's always, always a guy
0: someone always knows always knows
1: yes guy. somebody who's like and oh, I
0: that's
1: but that's so fun about
0: this 40 things experiment, because it really is about sharing what you want to do and then seeing your community and the people you know, and the people they know wanting to help you yeah. when we share what we want to do in the world. It's incredible how people step forward and want to help you do that. So to me, that's part of the power of 40 things as well. And why we're encouraging people to write their own lists too, yeah, so we can help each other.
1: I'd love it to get some, some more lists up there, even if it's not for, I think people get intimidated by the idea of putting it out or having a number or what they have capacity for, which I understand. I mean, I was saying to this before having the list makes me do more than I perhaps would right now. Right. So having like blanket ladder on my list, you know, it'd be easy to push it aside. But now that if I have it on my list, I'm like, I got to watch the video. I gotta get the supplies. I gotta carve out some time. And it's so worthwhile to do it, to have something creative that's outside of of my life. And so I love that part of it. We want to get more people involved. So hopefully some people will join us too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Come find us on Facebook, 40 Things at 40. Let us know what you want to accomplish this year. It can be two things, it can be 60. We're game for all of it, but we love to hear from you and, and support you in the journey. It's a lot of fun and Perhaps you'll even be a future guest on the podcast.
1: Celebrity, you know, we're just regular people now. (laughs) We're just, we- Not letting this thing get to our heads. Not to our heads, no. No, No, I love the fact that it's something we can share mostly with our friends and family people who know us. But um, if it gets people thinking about different things that they can do or excited, or if we can make people smile, then I think that's well, well well-earned, Suze. Agreed. want to know more information about our list and see what we're going to be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.